Hello everybody, and welcome to episode 13 of Control Z. Join us today for this movie-filled podcast as we give you our thoughts on Ari Aster's Midsummer and all the crazy inspiration that came from it. If you enjoy the show, remember to follow us on Anchor.fm or your favorite podcasting service for weekly episodes. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? <laughs> what's up, everybody? Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to Control Plus Z, episode 13. Control Z. Lucky number 13. Too close? Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, uh, that was just me being super dramatic, getting closer to the microphone. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, we're, like I was mentioning earlier. Slightly dying, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm just really sweaty right now. No, that's just the lighting. You, that, no, no big deal. No, those, those lights do not conduct heat enough. <laughs> it's, it's just it's just the fact that it's been hot in california for the past like oh, yeah. couple weeks like ridiculously hot and unbearably hot and i'm just trying to like survive somehow and we were gonna film this podcast last and re- week and record this podcast last week but it was it was way worse than it is today yeah it was, it was too damn hot last week guys that's just the bottom line because stone cold said so <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, I actually came to Esteban's house because we were gonna, we're all set and ready to record the podcast. And on my way over here, we're like, nope, just canceling the podcast. We're not doing it anymore. And I got here, I opened the garage, and I was like, oh, thank God we canceled the podcast because we would have baked in here. I think we went to watch a movie that day too, didn't we? Yeah. Well, that's when we went to watch Midsummer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which we'll get to talking about oh, later. Yeah. I think um, we went to watch a movie that day. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I Happy for... accident. Let's stumble into the next yeah. segue. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> segue. <laughs> was um, it a segue, really? Not really. Oh, yeah. We went to go watch I mean, I, I think he was trying to make it a segue, but I didn't let it become a segue. So that's on me. Oh. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm almost like thinking of just creating, making this podcast a bi-weekly podcast because it just seems like this that's that's what ends up happening every week anyway. No, not really. I mean, it just we do play it by ear for the most part, but it's just these past couple of weeks we definitely have been trying to push back on it just because one the garage is not really conditioned for a studio. A studio just yet. There's so many bodies in here. Yeah. Yeah, and it's honestly still pretty crammed yes it is i still like it just because there's hardly <laughs> any like reverb or oh, echo. yeah i mean don't get me wrong i love the vibe of, of this i just feel like it, it'll, it'll take it, it. It, it'll take some time to like get it to I where definitely we need, need to condition it, to it. anyways this is a different camera angle too so you guys actually yes. eventually will see <laughs> the progress of how it's shaping out. come back when it's episode 50 when we finally release the video podcast yeah exactly <laughs> um uh, but yeah, yeah. We're just kind of been like, like, like Esteban said, like playing it by ear. Cause, like, I mean, it just so happens as the past couple of weeks, we, it's become bi weekly podcast instead yeah. of a weekly podcast. Cause mm-hmm. it just so happens that something comes up and we don't end up recording the next week. Yeah. And I so, mean, for I mean, the most part, this week I did get a lot busier. So yeah. if you guys have been paying attention to my, uh, my Instagram, uh, my personal one, not Soaring Heights Studios um yeah i've been on a couple of shoots as of lately and i'm picking up traction for next week as well so i'm gonna be tied up for possibly a bit yeah but um yeah so last week like we mentioned we were supposed to go uh we're supposed to record this this podcast that we're recording right now episode Mm -hmm. 13 
But it just so happened we had already planned that we were going to go watch Midsummer. Yeah. The right after the podcast, so it was going to be a short podcast anyway. But given that we canceled everything, it was just we just hung out with Esteban for a good like hour or two, and then decided to play Uno. <laughs> yeah, we we're playing Uno for a while, um, and then uh, we're still friends, by the way. Surprisingly, yeah, it was getting a little dicey towards the end. Yeah, it was debatable. But... Everyone, everyone was about to start throwing hands. <laughs> um but yeah and then we ended up uh gonna go watch midsummer which we'll we'll talk we'll be talking about today that's actually the main like i guess topic of our our podcast today just because honestly it's probably one of the best movies this year and on best horror movies this year best horror movie this year and it honestly just gave me so much inspiration and just kind of rewired my brain in terms of creating stories and horror horror stories specifically but just in general rewiring my brain to like tell a compelling story with like compelling characters we did get a little twisted on something that we were working on yeah (laughs) so we'll talk about that as well yeah but um just to start off what did you think about midsummer fantastic (laughs) i loved it i really did love it um, it left me kind of feeling the same thing that Hereditary left me with, with, uh, with which was just like, what the hell did I just watch? Yep. What in the world did I just? <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Why? I've been listening to so many reviews, and everyone—that's exactly everyone's like take on this. It's just like you just come out of there thinking, like, saying, like, what did I just watch? Yep. Like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. And apparently, like his the short the short film he's he made before Hereditary is just as ridiculous, and I want to see it now because everyone the short yeah because I'm, all these reviewers have been talking about because he has a short film that he made, wow. it's like uh, something that, something up with the Johnsons or something like that, um, and uh, he uh, he did this before Hereditary, but apparently mm. it's just as creepy. Um, it's called the strange thing about the Johnsons. So. Mm. It's a short film he made in 2011, and uh, I've been wanting to watch it ever since. Like I, I, I literally got out of the movie theater, started listening to one of like uh, the reviews that I listened to, reviewers that I listened to, uh, Double Toasted. They're really like two funny, mm-hmm. two funny black guys that review movies that are very critical but very hilarious in the way they that they review the stuff. And they just started mentioning this short film, and I was like, I need to watch this. I haven't watched it yet, but I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. I definitely did. Like, yeah. like I echo the same like feelings that you have that I got out of that movie theater, and honestly, a part of me was just like, yes, what did I just watch? And two, do I even understand what I just watched? Because like there were a couple of scenes where <laughs> even Chris and I we were kind of just like whispering to each other like hey like pay attention to this, but they do have a lot of things that are like oh damn this is like yeah like I remember maybe playing this as a kid with my cousins like the, the dancing around the, around the mm-hmm. that cross but ring around the rosy was like what the fuck yeah they just made that yeah, just yeah. so rosy dash dash ruffle down last yeah. standings fucking midsummer queen. She was nuts. I really liked how it tells you the whole story before the curtains open. Yeah, and that, like, that that one picture. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember. Picture, yeah, I remember it. Like he, he so we, dude, that's it the was, thing. It's just on that in that first picture, and I just hear him whispering to you. He's like, 
Dude, that's the whole movie. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that whole picture at the beginning, that really does tell the whole movie. It was a very meta movie in a sense, because yeah and it like it like like you mentioned that picture but even just like the all the artwork that's within the movies like just telling you everything. like it's just telling you everything and that's this gonna is next happen. guys this is next yeah get yeah. ready for it yeah i'm there telling was, you it's coming there was heavy, you yeah. coming yeah there was Boom, a lot of foreshadowing in yeah. that movie but the timing for it Ooh. it was well done everything it was well done because like normally it's like foreshadow and then it happens yeah no this one had a, a foreshadow possibly you at didn't the beginning, know when it was gonna happen all the way at the beginning mid but like <laughs> it was separated it enough it, dude it's like yeah. you see everything and like it's a monster movie with where you don't get ruined the aesthetic doesn't get ruined by seeing the monster but no. all the gore that the monster leaves behind it was a very gory movie yeah. surprisingly it was, it was I, it didn't it, it, seem like it at first. Yeah. It doesn't. Like, you walk out of there, you're just kind of like, that wasn't easy. But you think better. It was like, that was fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> no, really. Yeah. But that's what I appreciated about it. Because it was just like, this guy made a horror movie in broad daylight. Like, fuck yeah. this nice shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, completely turned all the horror tropes on on its head. And it was just like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to make this movie. And I want it. Like, and I'm going to do whatever the hell I want to do. I mean, it's not the first, but I think it's the first that did it pretty much completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, there was, they did not resort no to darkness. Scene, there was one well, there was, night oh, scene, yeah, but beginning. it was more of a dream sequence. Mm-hmm. And it was well, I didn't really beginning. think about the, the beginning. I forgot about well, that. Well, the beginning had more of, like, it was all set up. The beginning yeah. is sheer shock value. Like, it really is just sheer yeah. shock value. Like, this chick's crazy now. Yeah, it's just like this. this traumatic event. Setup, yeah, setup, setup, the setup. whole setup at the beginning. Yeah, honestly, yeah. that whole first half of that movie is just basically yes. character development. It is, and it was quick, but it, was, it the way they developed that character, that's some fucked up shit. Oh, yeah. especially gonna snap. Yeah, <laughs> eventually. Yeah, I, yeah. I thought she was and gonna you be the see, bad guy. you see the progression of that character slowly snapping, like like a twig that you're slowly bending, and just you're just waiting to you're see when that snap happens yeah those splinters and that was yeah. a pocket full of posies man yeah <laughs> yeah that was it that was the moment yeah yeah that was pretty much it i want to know i want to i'm still trying to figure out what each character like their uh their roles were in the f- you're thinking when of they're it, in, when like they're the in this uh, yeah you're thinking of it as like kind of like how the <laughs> the haunting of hill house how each of the brothers and sisters represented something you're trying to are you trying to well, like discover what each character? Is yeah, like? it's a ritual. It's a ritual, you know. Mm. So each there's the reason why you're it's nine characters. To the, why to the end? I know what you're yeah. referring to now. Oh, and they're, oh, post, yeah. they're posted when, in when the posted in the room. Yeah. Like, the fool, the yeah. Mm, yeah. See, okay, see, there's a fool, and then there's the beast. That's the beast, yeah. right? Or some shit, yeah. like the dark one. Yeah, the dark one. Um, and then there was uh because they they sacrificed what was it five people? Nine. 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 Oh, that's right. Yeah, because they killed the five. Yeah, then, no, it was okay. So, it was, so what was the let's remember this? What was the yeah, first they killed death? five and they, they did four volunteers? What was the first death? It was the one, it was the boyfriend, one of the boyfriends. The boyfriend. No, the first death yeah, was, was the boyfriend the that old, was leaving, was the old man. No, it was, yeah, the no, it was the old or the woman. lady. Yeah, the old lady. Well, I guess those first. were, yeah. yeah, those were volunteered. And the uh, second no, one, not was even the volunteered, old man. those, those were. It was them, just her custom that at seventy-five them, they they died. Them they leaving, yeah, yeah, them leaving Earth in this mm-hmm. manner. So it was the, the grandma and the grandpa. Yeah. Those two were technically the first death, I guess, but um, first murders were 
the boyfriend <laughs> and the girlfriend. Yeah. Forget their characters' names. From, from Simon from and uh, I forget the girl's name. From England. First the guy. Yeah. But it was the first the guy, then the girl, then it was... It was the black... Oh, no, it was no, the, the... The guy that pissed on the, the tree. The asshole. Yeah, the guy that... The, the, the fool. The fool. The um, comic relief. <laughs> yeah. And then it was, and then it was the, the black guy. Yeah. And then it was the, the, well, the, the, the boyfriend, the, the boyfriend well, and the, the other boyfriend. And yeah. then... The dark one. Yeah. I like how they just took that hammer and went whack. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I still like Hereditary more. But I think because Ooh. okay, it was the first film he made, and like that feeling that I had when I left the theater. I don't know if it's the first one that he made. Is it? The no, no. First well, one? well, I guess feature that he made. Okay. Um, because that's solidified him anyway. Yeah. 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 Because he fantastic like, job on I both of them. Like I didn't yeah. know what to expect going into Hereditary. I kind of knew what to expect when going into Midsummer, and I say yeah. kind of because. Even then, I was just like, what the hell did I just so, watch? I think I have a habit of watching his movies without any pretext pretext, or even trailers for it. Because I didn't go, go into watch Hereditary without... Well, I went in to watch Hereditary, but without knowing mm -hmm. anything about it. And I did the same thing with Midsommar. And uh, I enjoyed both of them just as much. Yeah, I think this is the first time that I've watched... Uh, two different movies or two movies from the same uh, director that were a hit for me. Like I put them on equal scales, but yeah. they are different, but they are on the equal oh, scale. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think I, I guess I just like Hereditary more just because it, it presented itself more as a horror film, but I appreciate mm. what Midsommar did more. So I like, as a film, gotcha. I like Hereditary more, but I appreciate what Midsommar did more in terms okay. of like, being able to create that atmosphere and that tension and that just sense of dread and with, with so all well. with all these happy people like all these people yeah. are so happy and it's that happiness that kind of gets you like Ugh. that's an uneasy part of yeah, it yeah, like yeah. why the hell are you guys so the happy movie wasn't an easy i was just like i knew there was going to be deaths coming mm -hmm. i just didn't know when they were coming and it was just like when they, they did happen like you almost couldn't like keep your eyes away i hate that one of the characters knew exactly what they were going into Oh. He was like a real one. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, it's pretty real, oh, and he's right. like, "Okay, you know." And he pulls a little book out and he makes mm -hmm. some notes, and like, we're gonna see some shit right now. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah, we didn't. I mean, fuck. Yeah, he did a good job, like setting it up. Like, some weird shit's about to go down. I'm not gonna tell you what it is, yeah. but it's, it was funny. I was scrolling through Twitter and I saw a picture of uh, what was his name? The the guy that invites him to. Oh, the long-haired dude? Yeah, the long-haired yeah, dude. The, the Swedish guy. Mm -hmm. um, I saw a picture of him, like, sitting on the couch, like, looking when he went, when, she, when Danny comes into the room and she's, yeah. he's, like, looking at her. Um, and, like, he's, like, looking at her. And the caption was just, like, fuck this guy in particular. <laughs> 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 Literally set up the whole movie. Yeah. Like, honestly, if it wasn't for that, like, of course, like, I mean, this is a film. You write the story. To right. Into it, but, like, that was the whole cause. Like... And you like ever since like he's like I'm very excited for you specifically to come. I was like, oh, this guy's up to something. Yeah. Oh yeah. I thought he was gonna like. Yeah, I thought so too. Right, but. No, like I said, I'm glad he didn't. It didn't happen. I'm not. Just, like, she was pretty hot. I wanted to see her naked. I saw some old titties <laughs> naked though. There. Yeah. There. Oh yeah. yeah there. There's they some, were really big. Yeah. There were some uneasy scenes and like they were they were so uneasy they were kind of comical. Yeah. Like. 
The crowd that we yeah. went to go watch that. It was a good crowd to watch it with. It was, yeah, it was a good crowd. Like they're pretty much quiet until they needed to not be. Exactly. Yeah. And I remember, I remember turning around to Irma, and I was just like, "Wow, this this crowd is so mature." Mature. <laughs> because they were all just like cracking up at like. What, like, what do you expect the guy high schoolers would laugh about that, that reminded me of Forrest Gump that's why I laughed I'm just uh, saying I laughed every time that the, she was the, so the funny. one scene it was as the guy was having intercourse with a girl mm-hmm. another girl comes behind the dude and starts pushing his ass yep. against mm-hmm. the other oh. and everybody's chanting with them that, yeah. like, that uh I yeah, don't do it. <laughs> the, the moaning. They're, they're singing. They're, they're I think it's some, it was some weird, like I guess, like because they're cult. It was like there was some sort of like underlying tone that they all felt what everyone else was feeling, which is why they like synced in with everything. Because mm-hmm. even at the end, like it looked like they were all experiencing the burning and stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, it, was, it was crazy. I think it was just some creepiness going on. I saw almost say. But did you know that she was a virgin? I didn't see this, but I saw on the video that they were like, he had blood on him, on his cock. There's a lot of cock and ass and titties in this movie. So uh, if you don't like nudity, then you shouldn't watch it. But if you don't proper like horror, proper horror movie, for if sure. you don't like talking about the themes of suicide, then don't watch this movie either. No, I think in the way that oh, like, James Wan redefined horror when The Conjuring came out. Mm-hmm. Ari Aster is redefining horror, but from like sort of an indie like type perspective, because these feel like indie films. They they do, but it's like but they well don't at the done. same time. Yeah, it's like this guy has the budget to like make the movies he wants, to and make. it's not even budget; it's the creativity. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I. Granted, <laughs> it's horror, and it's horrible to admire something like that, but it really is uh, admirable. Like. I really do admire this type of creativity. I think what it is, is he's taking older stories that have kind of been pushed away for a little while. Like I just watched um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and the trailer, one of the trailer was... I need to see this now. One of the trailers was for the new um, Charlie's Angels. Oh, yeah. The same shit keeps getting recycled. He's recycling stuff that's kind of gone quiet for a little while. And these are the things that made up the backbone of America. He's kind of like exposing like... You know, this is what we're made up of. And if you don't think that, uh, you know, it can go that far, well, this is where we came from. This is what it ends we up. can tell you it can go yeah. that far. So it's deep, dude. It's not like he's just trying to scare the shit out of people. He's kind of speaking on what we're going through right now. <laughs> well, he does a good job at scaring people in this movie. Yeah. Movie. So what did you think about the incorporation of the drugs in the movie? Because that's not something that I could relate to since I've never done any drugs, but... What were your thoughts on it? Because there were a lot of scenes that, if you didn't pay attention to it, um, you missed out on something pretty creepy in the background because of the drugs, like yeah, the like the one scene that he I did pretty good about. Out on. He did pretty good about depicting what it feels like to be on like certain kind of mushrooms, like for sure. Um, I kind of had a little like throwback high and shit. <laughs> like vicariously cool. high it was it was them. cool until it was really fucking scary <laughs> and then you're just like <laughs> i'm like dude that's a bad fucking trip honestly like, when 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 i just saw like everything like the whole thing's moving and then the, yeah. the plants and everything that's and it feels like they're like, all breathing I, all i could think of was the story that you guys always tell about when you guys went out joshua to like tree. joshua tree yeah. with Esther. and i was just like <laughs> I, read, I don't know who it was 
But I was, oh, I think I turned to you and I was just like, was that you guys, <laughs> Joshua? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think like, I heard that. Yeah, he was just like, yeah. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Because <laughs> I, I even turned to Este because at some point. It was point, so beautifully done, dude. Yeah, I liked that so much. At some point, there were, she, I think it was her. She was walking through and in the back, like the plants were moving and everything. But you saw this face. You're talking about in the mountain scene. Yeah. So, and the no, yeah. yeah. So it's this face that's in the back of the, like mm -hmm. in the hill. But it's all heavily forested, so you could see yeah. the greenery. And it was in the greenery that the face was. It's just, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, and I was just like, I was like, I know I'm not the only one that saw it. So I turned to us and I was like, I was like yeah. face. He's like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, I noticed it. There, there was just a lot of, like, tiny details that I was, like, really, really, like, happy about in terms of, like, the way this movie came together. I, I wasn't going to watch it just because I had, I had read, like a preview of when it got released at uh, one of the film festivals. I can't remember which one. I think it was Cons or something. Mm -hmm. And they said it was like just it was more of the same but without a purpose. Right. Kind of thing. And I was just like I was like what are they talking about? Because I had seen Midsummer. I didn't know it was Ari Aster's new movie. And mm -hmm. I just saw oh Midsummer. Huh? I can't remember where I read this. It was it was like a, it was just before like it even came out. Um, yeah, so I didn't no, know. No, you're so, describing. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah so so yeah. I read. I read this interview. Uh, this interview. Well, not in this interview, but like I read this like article that someone someone had written about Midsummer. Like mm -hmm. they had watched it at one of the film festivals um, before it got picked up and stuff, and um, they were like bashing it. Like, and I was just like, oh, like this is cool. This is interesting. Like, like mm -hmm. the premise looked cool because I just saw stills of the of the movie, and it was one of the stills where. Uh, like it was the super bright like canyon where they were in where they jump mm. off and it yeah. was it was out of context it was just the blood on the pillars and uh. so that's the only image i saw and so i was like oh this is interesting and then when it actually started showing trailers for it i was like oh i was like it's the guy that made hereditary yeah and so i was just like huh and so there was a part of me that wasn't like gonna go watch it but i was just like no nah, i have to actually watch this especially after like start, i started hearing all the reviews and stuff like that and i was just like I need to go see for myself. And I was not yeah, disappointed. Okay. So what issues did you have with it? My issues with it? Issues. Yeah. There's no such thing as a perfect movie. Hell no. But. It's it, hard to say, honestly. On this one in particular, issues that I had with it. Let me think about this. I don't I'm think sure. there was any reason for that, like, deformed you. Oh. Yeah, that was one mm. of them. I don't know. I don't, uh, I don't know how that played at all. That kind of just it didn't well, add anything. I mean, for they me. kind of explained it that inbreeding, like the inbreeding stuff, and mm. that's how they like. I, I was expecting more from that character. Me too. Mm -hmm. I felt like it fell short. Mm -hmm. Like, why did you show me this? Yeah. You didn't do anything with it. Like he did do that. He did kill the other guy, but. Well, no, we were talking. About oh yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he ran around. Him. He ran around uh, wearing like, that fool's face, mm -hmm. but he didn't kill the other dude. Mm -hmm. He distracted him. Yeah, from... he distracted him. And someone else killed him. Well, my problem at the beginning was um, Leatherface. Basically, Leatherface. Mm -hmm. um, they they went away from the the family, like mm -hmm. her family, and like this whole like development back at home and it just kind of lost pace with that so at at a point i kind of did want to hear back from like maybe a relative or like something to like check up on her but at the same time i get the whole idea that she's you know, you're, you're herself, out yeah. by yeah. yourself in an area that's remote no connection so i kind of get it but 
it would have been nice to like i see this almost because like like you said there's no perfect film and there's like of course it like like if i had to rate it this would be like a like a 9.5 it's a good movie it's a really good movie. It's great time. I what I what I saw it as was almost a transition from Hereditary to this new film because mm. Hereditary is very moody, very dark, and it is. And I might rewatch it tonight. The initial portion of this movie, like the first half, like the first like half of this movie, it feels like that because you have like that dark, those dark scenes in mm. her in her house, like and then like her her sister committing su- the double suicide murder. Yeah, and then like all that stuff. All that stuff is still pretty grim. I think that was supposed to play, yeah, like, yeah. symbolic symbolically. Yeah, it was supposed to play symbolically in terms of her like the, her grief and stuff. But it goes into that, and then there's that one scene when she when it starts finally starts breaking into like the more like sunny and like lively mm-hmm. areas. There's that scene where she goes into the uh, the outhouse, yeah, and then she for a split second sees her her, her sister. sister in the reflection of the mirror. Yeah. Like I was just like, ooh, like these are the scares that like these are like the like. You know, the normal horror scares. Yeah, the type of scares, yeah. That, like, I was expecting because he had those kind of scares in Hereditary. Mm-hmm. And so it was almost like it was Hereditary. And if, like, you were to watch all of them, like, the two movies like, back-to-back, it's, like, Hereditary, the moodiness. And then you get still continue that moodiness in, like, mm-hmm. Midsummer, And then at some point it starts kind of breaking. And still, like, the, the moodiness of Hereditary is still penetrating. And at some point it just becomes its own thing. Yeah. Like, I... It gave me an idea for a continuation, like film, of like doing that, like, right. and then like maybe like third film being like super like bright and cheery and stuff in the beginning, and all of a sudden just like the taking opposite, like a yeah. t- opposite turn or something. But I was very like motivated and inspired after watching this movie. It was pretty dark and dreary the whole ride, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't really have any ups, only a little bit of comic release, yeah. but it didn't have well. I guess it seemed like it was going to be fun when they were doing shrooms in the in the field. Yeah, but even then, <laughs> that, that that got broken up real quick. Yeah. yeah. Well, it started off real awkward with that yeah. whole like, oh no, I'm good, I'm good, I'll do it, I'll do it, fuck yeah. it. It's like, oh, yeah, we're going different trips, man. Stop being a little bitch, go on your own fucking trip. <laughs> Seriously. Like, she don't want to do it right now. Don't she? Don't gotta do it. Fuck. <laughs> Handle your scandal. You need a babysitter anyway. <laughs> but yeah. I it, yeah, just gibberish. Sorry. I want to yeah. like, and then after that, we went to uh, we went to Griffith Park. Griffith Park because I was gonna get some B roll for this video I'm doing that night. No, 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 no not no, that night. Not that night. Although that would have been cool. Um, <laughs> no, we went to Griffith Park a couple days later, and uh, we're getting some footage, and we start going down one of these hills in there because it's at the old abandoned zoo, mm-hmm. and it, it was basically there was this one single tree in there that basically canopied out. Yeah, and then the the trees on the hills canopied over that, so basically it was a clearing with a single tree in the center. Nice, so it looked really cool. And we were walking through. I was, I was almost like, this like looks... if it was a uh, like Sleepy Hollow kind of. Oh. And so we're like, this looks really really cool. I was just like, it would be really cool to make like a movie here. And he's like, oh, he's like, we should do like a little quick chase scene. And so we started doing the chase. Like like he went. We set up for the chase scene. Yeah. He went all the way to the back and then starts running through me. Like he runs past me. I turn around yeah. and start following him. And then he goes behind the tree. I follow him behind the tree. And it just looked really really cool in terms of just like that. that did you edit that this area? Uh, I, I did a test edit. Yeah. Um, just to like figure out how it was gonna look. You could see my um, debut in acting there. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible. Um, but honestly, yeah, it came so out really cool. And I was like, we we need to use this. We need to like 
figure out something and we started creating a story afterwards and it got freaking twisted at so the, uh, with that my story. whole my whole pitch for the story have you seen memento mm-hmm. okay so, so just been before a while. he explains it, yeah. imagine Memento, forget about that. Something else. That's literally where it went. Yeah, because, well, <laughs> I mean, it started off, it started off as being... I'm not kidding. It, it, really, it literally happened that way. Because it was like... Something else. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I told him, I was like, I really want to make a horror that film around the concept that Memento has, where you forget the day, and you have to relive, like, or you have to try and remember what you were doing the previous day. I was like, that'd be an interesting concept for a horror film, like where you basically are forgetting what you just did, but the demon or whatever's chasing you is not forgetting. It's constantly getting closer and closer Mm -hmm. and you're leaving yourself clues because you know you're going to forget the next day. And so you start piecing together these clues because they're like fragmented in a way because you're leaving them around different locations, maybe on your body or whatever. So how would you do that? So that's what we were trying to figure out. And then it turned turned into something else. And so, and then it turned to something else because as we started going through it, like it started turning more into a cult kind of witchy kind of like vibe. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, kind of having the memento like in a sense where, but it wasn't really memento, it was just more that the the person that or our main character basically um, had a blank in his memory because of like the seance they were in the middle of. And he basically wakes up and like these people are trying to get him back to complete the seance without him knowing because he mm-hmm. doesn't know who these people are. He doesn't How remember did he these escape? people. Oh, and that's, that's what the whole movie is about? That's what the whole movie is yeah. mm-hmm. So you come back full circle, figuring out, like he starts he starts getting like flashbacks on like little things that happen, maybe just like a candle on the ground or something or someone yelling, things like that. And so just to piece together the story of how he escaped that or what happened in that pivotal moment mm-hmm. and then why these people are after him now. Did you guys watch, I'm sorry, this is going to be like a weird sidebar. Um, but for a purpose, I swear. Um, did you guys watch that movie about um, Molly Crew on Netflix? No, I haven't. Seen it. No, called like The Bad or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's really fucking good. Um, they're going through a day in the life of uh, Tommy. What's his name? Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee. Um, it's like it starts. He wakes up in his bed, handcuffed to the bed, not knowing what the fuck happened. <laughs> and then it goes through his whole day, you know, like he's a rock star. He's on he's on tour or whatever, you know, so. The recording? Is that recording still? No. Hit record. And Pit Inter did something. Yay! I'm sorry, <laughs> that mic got real hot. All right, clap sync. One, two, three. So you're talking about Netflix? Um, Motley Crue. Yeah, so he's going through all of his day. You know, he's partying, he's a rock star, whatever, whatever. But at the end of the day, it like he's all fucked up on you know drugs and alcohol, and sex, and you know being a rock a rock star. That's typical. And he comes inside to his uh room and just throwing everything around. And his manager, the one that's trying to like make sure he doesn't you know, completely ruin everything, yeah, yeah, whatever. He takes care of him, decks him in the face, <laughs> and comes into the bed. That's every day. <laughs> Oh, that's why he wakes up every day. Yeah, he wakes up like that every day. Like, fuck, what the hell? <laughs> Not remembering anything. Yeah. So I don't know. That that would be funny if um, you know, he's being chased by the the demon or whatever, and that someone that's light taking too, care of him is, just knocks him out and goes into the bed, and he has no, to figure yeah. out how to stop him every day. <clears throat> I uh, so and 
eventually it came back around because I told him, I was like, at some point, like, I realized we were no longer thinking of my memento horror idea. And so I was just like, I think we need to, like, stop here because we completely veered off the track. Like, I I like where this is going, but this is no longer what I had in mind. And so we ended up just kind of, like, figuring out, well, what are we going to do after that? And I kind of, like, came up with the idea of, in a similar way, like, um, for Memento, where he's using Polaroids and stuff to remember. Mm-hmm. We didn't really want to retake that. It mm-hmm. was more of kind of uh, a novelist. Oh. No- well, novel. If you go on a completely different route and do um, Insta shots. Oh, the Instax minis? I'm just kidding. That's just like a Polaroid. <laughs> Those are Polaroids. <laughs> Polaroids. Polaroids. <laughs> I know, it was a joke. So we kind of started like playing with the idea. Maybe like it's a novelist. like Writing? Writing. And every time he wakes up, like he sees there's like new writings in there that he doesn't remember like writing. And it's basically it, it's it's in it would be like almost in third person or like him. We need them. to talk after this. I need to write this down. <laughs> oh man! And so yeah, it basically be a him talking and like like reading this in third person. And then once he starts seeing that some of the stuff that's written out starts is starting to happen around the house or wherever he's at, like he starts realizing, oh, like it's coming after me. And then that's where like we kind of ended that conversation. But it, it was just a. A really interesting, like, weird, like, I guess, junction point because we went from Midsummer to, like, watching to, like, just being, at least me personally, being inspired to, like, make more, like, horror films. Like, I feel unique. like that's what a good movie does, dude. Yeah. Inspires you some way, somehow. There's some, there's some, like, deep-ass movies coming out right now that are all um, kind of narratives on... What's going on with the country? They got Harriet Tubman coming out. Oh, yeah. Harriet Tubman movie coming out. And then there's one um, that looks like it's going to start the next Civil War. Mm. Um, it's kind of like a Bonnie and Clyde in the South. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. It was uh, Queen and Slim. Yeah, <coughs> Queen and Slim. That one looks like it's going to, you know, start some shit. That one looks really good. Yeah, it's really political. And it's You know what it reminds me of, in bro. a sense? It's almost like Crash. Yeah. But Crash, I feel, was like the white person's like point of view. Point of view, yeah. Don't blame us. Yeah. Yeah. But there's some shit going on. And Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, would you? So SOL has not seen it. this. So we can't talk about it. Because for once, he's the one lagging on it. Quick takes. Yeah. What'd you think of it? I kind of felt like... I wasn't sure what I just watched. <laughs> I had a similar thing. It's, it's Midsummer. It was just Quentin Tarantino. It was Damn. not what I was expecting from him, but it had all of his like aspects style. in it. Yeah, style aspects in it. Yeah. It was it was a very much just a homage to you know Hollywood. Yeah. Like look, guys, I remember. You know, no one else remembers I do. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, and that's what he does best. And then he threw a little like. Uh, bastards kind of twist to you know the true story narrative yeah. just like a, it's like an alternative history let's make you feel good you know what yeah. if they went this way instead yeah that that honestly like i personally enjoyed the movie like so much i've already seen it twice i told that's the one yeah. i saw it i saw it Damn. opening and you lagging i saw uh, yeah. i saw it opening night with a couple friends and then i went i guess to go see it with irma like two days later and i saw it yesterday i think yeah and it was so good like 
honestly, it's, it's, a, it's a very long movie, but it's a very entertaining movie. It's Two long hours. as fuck. Yeah. Two and a half hours. I think it's pushing three. It's almost close to three. Damn. Um, we went in at 2.45 and I got out at almost six. Yeah. So it's a long movie, but it's a, it's definitely worth it. And like, watch. honestly, everything builds up to this one scene. That one scene. <laughs> yeah, I think like, I didn't talk yeah. about <laughs> that. W- <laughs> that one yeah, scene dude. is so great. It feels good. Yeah. It feels good. Like, like if nothing else in the movie makes sense, it's so that you can feel good when you watch that. Yeah. Because honestly, like <laughs> before that scene, there's so much tension. I was like, oh my God, he's going to do it. Oh my God, he's going to do it. And then it's just like, what the hell did he just do? <laughs> and it just like, oh my God. It was, like the first night I watched it, nonstop mm. laughter. Like it was so good. Like, Dude, I like the Bruce Lee cameo in that. The what? <laughs> the Bruce Lee cameo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it I wasn't like, as good as they depicted it in the trailer. It was hilarious. Okay. Bruce Lee, yeah, it was nice. That was the, Honestly, the trailer had most of the scenes. Or actually, if you piece together all his scenes from multiple trailers, mm-hmm. it has most of it. But it continues on. And the payoff on that is hilarious. Nice. Because like yeah, everything yeah. building up between before his cameo and then everything after his cameo it all forms one cohesive like little like flashback and it's mm-hmm. just so great i didn't even know i didn't even realize i was watching a flashback until i know like, uh, that's that was one of those uh, his famous you know like yeah, fucking like, time skips and exactly shit. yeah and so i didn't realize i was watching a flashback until like afterwards i was just like oh crap that was cool because he's yeah. standing there and he's like and they're going he's off like, into space and then you're like so he did take him in you know yeah, like, he did. It's it was just like, like oh i was like that's why like, he said I, it like, wasn't worth it he's yeah, like yeah you're right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so great just laughs about it you need to watch it it's uh, i need to watch it tomorrow then i like his stutter yeah is it in dolby atmos probably probably i heard I it I, wasn't i it hasn't been in the, the theaters i've seen it in even even when I want to go watch it Someone's on like, opening night, a Netflix like release. The person that I went said that that he wasn't he didn't care that we watched it in anything special because uh, it was rumored to just be a Netflix release or something like that. That's here's my problem. I'm a snob with audio. Yeah, and he's a snob too. I I told him like we have to. He films everything in seventy, and he's like, no, he didn't do this one in seventy. So we watched it regular. Yeah, this one he did thirty five, I think. But he still didn't film. I don't know if you did it in film, but uh, apparently there's a 35 millimeter print version of it. Um, they're playing it actually in LA. I did like how he kept switching up the different, um, like the aspect ratios. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was cool. It was really good. I enjoyed it. It was a homage for sure. It was his, uh, <clears throat> he's really on a he's really on a western tip though, huh? Yeah. I, I think he's like he's he went forward. And then he kind of went back in time, and then it's like slowly like making his way back. You know, he's supposed to do a uh, uh, Star Trek movie. Was it really? Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was a joke, but I saw this meme on uh, on my Reddit, and it said that um, what William Shatner. Oh no, it was on the fix that William Shatner wanted to be involved in his, uh, his Quentin Star Tarantino's Trek. Star, Star Trek, Trek movie. movie. Because Quentin Tarantino said that he liked William Shatner and like that mm-hmm. was one blah 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 blah. So I mean I don't think it sounds like it's not really gonna be a remake. It just sounds like it's gonna be it's loosely about Star a Trek. time when they used to make fucking Star, Star Trek. Trek movies. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I don't know anything about the project. It's very self referential. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of just what he's been doing. You know, yeah. I can't really imagine him taking on a whole like 
universe. I want to see him make another movie with Christoph Waltz. Yeah. Christoph Waltz is good. And I like he could play both sides. Yeah. He was such a shitty fucking bad guy, and he was such a heartfelt hero. Like, fuck this. I just want to see <laughs> Kurt Russell in more movies. <laughs> Maybe Robert Rodriguez. Hmm. Link them to a Kurt Russell and Robert Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. All right, well, until um, Esteban sees Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, we won't actually delve deeper into it. Okay, okay, um, okay. Sure. I have also, okay, I had a pretty busy weekend. So not this past Sunday, but the Sunday before was my birthday. And since then, I've kind of just. Yeah, happy like, belated birthday. Yeah, happy belated thanks. birthday, my friend. Um, I saw Herder, um, Hereditary. No, not Hereditary. So I Midsummer with you guys. And then after that, I watched, um, again, I watched Far From Home with my brother. And then I saw um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And I saw Slipknot. Live. Yeah, that shit was nuts. Fuck, I lost my. God, breath. I haven't heard a Slipknot in a long ass time. Dude, crazy band. I don't even like know their words, but I remember all their like cadences or whatever. Mm-hmm. Shit was ridiculous. It gets pretty rowdy at those concerts. Yeah, we got a little. There was so many little mosh pits happening all over. That one started where we were. Bunch Damn. of small circle pits. Yeah. That's crazy. It yeah. starts forming little by little, and then it turns into <laughs> one giant one. The oh my one, god. You know? I didn't even get a chance to see that, Bruce. But oh, damn, those were these are those like, are already healing. <laughs> and I got some on my back too. I got all fucked up, dude. I don't know what the hell's wrong with me. Um, it was so hot over there, dude. So, well, imagine the crowd. I can imagine. But I have been wanting to talk about Far From Home since the last time we had a podcast. Did you not watch it? No, we didn't talk about it. Oh. We all watched it and we all mentioned it. And then, but you wanted to, there was another topic you were talking about the Sony A7R4. Oh, yeah. And that's why we did yeah. not talk about it. Also, your friend left. Yeah. Also, my friend left. Yeah. But not to try to cut you off, but we might need to talk about that next time because guys. of the way the lights are moving. Yeah. We might be losing lights. <laughs> nobody's Justin's gonna, over there laughing. Nobody's going to see this video <laughs> podcast anyway. I'm just saying, Eventually. I use light as a form of measurement of time. Eventually. Yeah, it's it's been time. <laughs> anyway, it is arguably the second best Spider movie, Spider-Man movie. My most well, favorite first Spider-Man one? movie. Tobey Maguire, the first Spider-Man. No, nah, that's a horrible movie. Uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Okay. That, that's I think that's, that's my the right answer. I that's think that's the that's, right answer. <laughs> that's definitely my answer. <laughs> You're <a dick>. yeah. <laughs> I, I hate that. I have so much issues with the Tobey Maguire <laughs> Spider-Man. Like, I hate that. Okay, so for some reason, I feel like the big box office scored with people's interpretation as that being one of the better Spider-Man movies, uh, especially at the time. Like, it's supposed to be such a great superhero movie. And I was like, I love Spider-Man. This is not that great. <laughs> Spider-Man 2 was a better movie. Spider-Man 2 was cool, too. I just, I wasn't a big on, like, the Mary Jane. I liked the universe, but um, there was just kind of, like, aspects about it that were, they were more Hollywood, excuse me, they were more Hollywood than Marvel, you know? They were just, they were kind of, like, and I love, like, I'm biased like crazy. Like, I love those movies regardless. I even liked what three. What I loved about them was the suits. You had good suits. The suits is what I liked about them. You had good villains, except for the last one. Um, you mean, okay, so both Hobgoblin just... and uh, Venom? Green Goblin. No, Hobgoblin. Who's Hobgoblin? 
It was. So uh, you don't even know. <laughs> you talking about the third one? Yes, third and one. you mentioned first the third of all, one. it was the Sandman and no, no. Venom, and then whatever James Franco is supposed That's to be. That's why he's supposed to be Hobgoblin. He's a good guy, supposedly in that one. No, and he was not Hobgoblin because he's not supposed to ever be Hobgoblin. He's supposed no, he's to be the not. new Green Goblin. No, I know. That's why no, everyone was like. I'm talking. He actually called himself the Green Goblin, the new Green Goblin. Yeah, that's what oh, he's that supposed what he to do. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's not yeah, Hobgoblin. Yeah. Hobgoblin's like a psychopath or some shit, yeah. and like. Well, Green Hobgoblin Goblin custom. is also a psychopath. Yeah, but Green Goblin is Spider-Man's arch nemesis. Yes. So is uh, Doctor Octopus, yeah, which I don't like that they killed him off in the second one. Just saying. They didn't kill him off. He killed himself. Well, I mean, the, the writing of it killed him <laughs> off. <laughs> He redeemed himself, man. Let him go. It was a good villain story arc. But the other Far From Home was really good. Yes, Far From Home was great. Enjoyed it. Was, it. Was, I, the second time I watched it, it was even better, bro. I thought, like, for sure, I was just like, man, I'm just a fanboy. Probably wasn't even that good. I'm just like, fuck, this is such a good movie. But I watched <laughs> it. It's like, no, those Mysterio scenes were just like the fucking cartoon, bro. It was yeah. nuts. Mysterio was, like, was portrayed the, the right way in yeah. Far From Home. Yeah. And then Could have been crazier. Things. I would have wanted to see more craziness, but it was done well enough. Yeah. So I did enjoy it. Well, I would say before we wrap up this podcast, um, still what? no sponsors. Oh, eventually. I'm working with Chubby's tomorrow, and I think it's a Western theme something for I think High Hemp, whatever. I'm just shouting out what I'm doing this week because you guys were talking about what you guys were going to work on. Oh well, yeah, that's what's gonna. That's actually what, uh, we'll start off with you. What are your projects mm-hmm. in the pipeline? Stuff you're doing? Yeah. Um, hold on. I'm trying to pull it up because I'm tired. I was posting this stuff. I'm working with Chub Chubby Productions. Um, tomorrow we're gonna be on set in Felan, Feland, Feland, Feland. I don't know. P H E L A N. Um, working Flan? on a video Feland. for probably high hand. P H L A N. And I'm excited Fel? about it. Mm-hmm. I've been wanting Felan. to work with this guy for a cool minute. Felan. What are you be doing? Valane. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. You just like, hey, I want to work with you. No, he asked me if I want to tag along. And they're just going to use me for whatever he needs me. So probably a grip. Oh, okay. uh, maybe a PA. Hopefully mm-hmm. hopefully a uh, camera system one or something like that. But we'll see. Depending on how everything goes with this uh, client that I'm working with right now. Her name is Alexandria. Mm-hmm. Uh, she potentially has more work lined up for me. Um, I might have you come in and be assistant. Like, you can be his grip. Either grip or camera assistant, whichever of the two. Let's do it. So, I miss JD. Shout out to JD. <laughs> JD's the man, the myth, the legend. The legend. <laughs> Scott Stern. You got it easy recently. Okay, let me stop interrupting you from wrapping up. What do you no, I mean? Do? That's we we're in the midst of wrapping up. That we're is just a wrap dis- up. Yeah, we're, we're asking you what you're what you're doing, man. What your projects? Discussing uh, projects. What we would be doing as projects. Oh, I made. Oh, I didn't bring them. Fuck. I made some tamarindo candies. They're not medicated, and I want you guys to try them. Okay. Next time. Oh, um, okay. I'll bring them. I'll probably. I'll bring them soon. Okay. <laughs> I just but, brought, yeah, that, so I brought we, that backpack this time. We might have more work lined up with that lady. So I uh, I mentioned Raul to that lady and uh, Alexandria. I should say Alexandria, not the, the lady. She is a nice lady, though. <laughs> um, I had so much to talk about stuff. Uh-huh. So, uh, you might potentially be her editor as oh, well. Oh, yeah. Potentially. Because I met her today. Yeah. And uh, good work for like documentary and interview type of stuff. 
Mm-hmm. So just like two camera setups for the most part, easy cutting. Yeah. And then I've, well, I'm possibly going to be doing that. And I might have gotten another gig re- uh, recently. So hopefully working on that. I got a photo shoot soon. Uh, I'll be yeah. going to Vegas. So enjoy I'll, some time out there, man. I'll be going you to Vegas. definitely need some time off. <laughs> time off. I'll be going to Vegas on the on the second and be back on the sixth. So I'll be gone for a little while. That's what's up. Hope you have a great time. Thank you. So I'm looking for more gigs though. Hey. I, I need some money in, in my luck. bank account. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Mm-hmm. I hope you hit a jackpot. But I, I'll be cool. I, I I told myself I'm only gambling with twenty bucks and that's it. You can't win shit with twenty bucks. You need at least scramble a hundred dollars. Nah. That's how you win. Twenty bucks. Two hundred. Yeah, I've heard two hundred, but I've heard one hundred. Because I always gamble with twenty bucks, and it's pretty much just throwing it away. You got to give it a little time to marinate. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I've never ever gambled before, so beginner's luck, hopefully. I'm not a big gambler. I I, I don't I don't. Ever if gamble. you believe in beginner's luck, try your hand at blackjack <laughs> and do a hundred bucks. I'll do twenty bucks. <laughs> I don't have a hundred bucks to spare. Well, if you're gonna do twenty bucks, make sure you go to where like the minimum is only two bucks. Because I went to this place and it's like minimum twenty bucks, and I played one hand, and that was it. So sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So that's sad. hilarious so <laughs> alright well guys uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show uh, remember to follow us at uh, control plus z on anchor fm or control wherever z. you guys listen to your favorite podcast um, spotify since if you, we've been noticing that you guys listen well, on spotify, spotify a little more um, if you guys want to follow us uh, you can follow me at akinography you can follow esteban over here at soaring heights studios and mr chris over here at l book club yep and of course follow our podcast uh instagram at control z podcast uh we are going to be adding more content on there soon some behind the scenes stuff and uh we'll figure it out as we go but we hope to talk to you guys soon yeah ciao later you can't see me right now but i'm throwing up a peace sign it's probably too dark in that camera i already said later (laughs) (laughs) later. (laughs) bye